All right. In this episode of the Two Stewards Show, Mark and I are going to discuss the final missing puzzle piece when it comes to tenant screening, and that is midterm tenant screening. We talked about long-term tenant screening in previous episode, short-term, and now we're going to fill in the blank with midterm guest screening. There's some nuance here, so we're going to jump right into it. Hi, Mark. Hi, Brent. We are back with the Two Stewards show. You feeling good? I'm feeling pretty good. Okay, good. This time we're going to start off with a story. Oh, are we? Okay. I think so. Yeah. So, because we talked about long-term tenant screening and we talked about short-term tenant screening and this is mid-term tenant screening. I don't have any story actually, but I do do have a story that's kind of related. Yeah. So, someone I know, um, they were looking for a long-term rental. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, I guess that's pretty common, right? People trying to find a place to live. Um, and they found something online. So they went to go and have a viewing and, uh, they went to go do the viewing and everything went really well. And, uh, the person showing the place was like, you know what? You guys seem like great tenants. Um, and this is a long-term rental right there. So they have to give it the application. Um, so they get the application filled out and submitted. And then uh, usually with long-term rentals, there's a deposit. Yep. So uh, that's that's fairly common. You pay first and last month's rent. So they pay their um, deposit. And uh, um, and then after they paid the deposit, they go, you know, like, let's go find out, <laughs> like, if we get the keys. Yeah. Um, and they show up at the place and nobody's there. And then they subsequently find out that it was somebody who scammed them. Mm-hmm. who had rented the place on Airbnb <laughs> as a short-term rental and spent his weekend posting it as a long-term rental and taking people's deposits. Oh, um, so I think he scammed a number of people and I don't, I don't know what ended up happening with him, but um, an example of short-term rental meets long-term rental. So is that what midterm rentals are all about? <laughs> No. <laughs> be careful out there folks when you're uh shopping around um you should almost as a tenant look for landlord screening yeah i was just gonna say that you not only screen your uh tenants get screened but landlords should get screened as well yeah. which is a valid point yeah if you are renting look up your landlord and uh, yeah. ask some questions see if that's legit <laughs> okay so you want to jump into midterm tenant screening not to scare everyone off the top with the uh, horror stories but these things do happen so um, be vigilant um what okay what exactly is midterm rentals what is different about screening tenants for midterm rentals versus short-term rentals like are they not the same thing right you're, there you're not yawning the same thing. like am i boring you already yeah, you're keeping me up here okay <laughs> drink <laughs> some coke already. <laughs> it's not working yeah, so the, the type of guests that you will get for, or that you should be looking for anyways, for a midterm rental are different than those for a short-term rental. And uh, so there's a few different categories, and this kind of determines uh, what you're doing for screening. Right? So the, the people you're basically, with midterm rental, and I should, let's define that first. So that is anything usually over 30 days in less than a year. Right. Um, and it could be 28 days or 29. So one of the big drivers for midterm rentals is legislation. 
So most uh, municipalities now have some kind of legislation in place that restrict um, short-term rentals to within because they're so popular because they're so so popular and it is a way for politicians to say that they're doing something about the housing (laughs) crisis no this is i know it sounds very um cynical yeah but it's low-hanging fruit right they can say oh airbnb is ruining our city and i've heard this a number of times and for the most part it's not true right? right there have been some major cities like paris and rome where Airbnb kind of ran, and, and short-term rentals in general, ran unbridled and took up a huge percentage of uh, of the housing space. Um, but, you know, if you don't live in Paris or Rome, that's probably not happening. And so we, we looked at it in Hamilton. It was less than less than 1% of the um, available housing supply was short-term rentals, right? So not having a material impact on housing affordability or rental rates or any of that stuff, right? There's... All the stuff we've talked about previously, inflation, monetary yeah. policy, all this stuff um, are contributors to housing unaffordability, right? It's the government doing this, um, not not small-time investors. But <clears throat> the point so we is, should title this episode, Government is Bad. <laughs> we should title every episode. <laughs> you named the podcast. No, but the point is, um, there's a lot of legislation in, in back most to the government jurisdictions. is bad podcast <laughs> in uh, in Canada anyway, uh, in Ontario anyways, um, that restricts short-term rentals in some capacity. And one of the things that they use to define a short-term rental is a stay of, and it'll vary, but 28 or 29 or 30 days or less. So then midterm is anything that is sort of above that. And we, you know, a few years ago, we we kind of thought we invented um, the term midterm rentals yeah. and the whole concept till we realized that no other people are doing it too. Yeah, but, okay. Um, you know, we, we're trying to bring it into the popular, um, the parlance, right. I guess. But uh, yeah, it's a stay of 30 days or more. And um yeah, that's that's kind of the uh, I guess the, the, the definition. Okay, of, so, but uh, that the tenants yeah. themselves, like, who are these people? Like, are, how are they different? Like, yeah, short, so the, short term is a tourist vacation, whatever, in yeah. and out, and long term is I need a place to live. This is where I want to live. Yeah, uh, yeah, it varies. So, what you want uh, from a landlord perspective? or from a, a host perspective, we're still on that sort of host guest mindset, um, is you want someone who's got a really good reason to leave. You're not yeah. necessarily looking yeah. for someone who's got a good reason to stay. That's uh, interesting. That is short term, right? You're evaluating why people want to stay. Um, and because of the pricing and a, and a number of things, it's not feasible for them to overstay their welcome. Um, but with midterm, it's there's more of a chance that people could overstay their welcome and this is generally the biggest fear that people have when we talk about midterm rentals they're saying oh it's over 30 days that means we're subject to landlord tenant board rules which is not necessarily true but that you know that's what people think of when they're talking about midterm rentals so with that in mind we want people who have basically a clearly defined goal of like what they're doing here yeah. and when they're going to leave and like why they're going to leave. So some examples would be somebody renovating their house. 
Okay. Right. So they're doing a major reno. They need to be out for a month or two or three months, depending on which contractor you use. <laughs> Four or five. Or... Yeah. yeah, we'll get there. I promise. <laughs> and we usually will block off extra time if we know that uh, they're doing a reno because right. invariably they go over, uh, yeah, over time and over budget. But um, so they have a good reason to leave because they they're, own a house. They own a house. They're making that house nicer. They want to get back in there. Yeah. Also, they're paying a premium over long-term rent to live where, um, like where they are, right? So they right. don't want to be, if they're paying, let's say, five grand a month to rent a place, um, they don't want to stay there longer than they need to because that's, you know, more money out the door. Yeah, okay. Right? So, and there's a couple of, couple of unspoken things in here. These are homeowners. And that's right. our preferred guest, actually, is a homeowner. Right. right. So they have obligations. Um, and, you know, with that comes a whole set of um, uh, sort of unspoken um, things. Uh, things. Things. Yeah. <laughs> things. <laughs> no, but um, uh, I can't think of the word, but <laughs> things about them. Here, right? Let me type it into chat GPT for a second. Right? <laughs> Another way to say Read things. Thesaurus. <laughs> No, but we know, okay, so if they're a homeowner, then they're probably financially responsible, financially solvent, like not always, especially as mortgage rates go up, but, you know, they have the wherewithal to actually come up with a down payment, buy a house, take care of said house, yeah. right? Not, you know, to different degrees. They're responsible. Generally responsible people who are, yeah. are, are going to behave in a responsible fashion and will not trash your place, will not try to take advantage of you, will not try to cheat the system because yeah. they're they're part of that system. They have a house yeah. and, uh, you know, they don't want to ruin their credit, for example. Right. They don't want to have problems with the law. All these kind of things, right? These are all unspoken assumptions. Assumptions, that's the, uh, right. That's the word I was looking for that, um, that go into it. So that's the kind of guest you want because they're yeah. going to come in, they're going to pay on time, they're going to leave when they're supposed to. I assume that they also kind of know a little bit about a property like yeah. hey the sump pump's been running all the time or whatever and then you know this and this happened and um you know if this was my house i would want to probably notify the landlords so, yeah yeah or and sometimes they'll just if they're there we've had people in for a longer period of time and they'll like take care of the place right right we we have you know obviously um contracts for for Grass. exterior maintenance and stuff, yeah. but sometimes people will do it themselves or like, hey, we cleaned all the leaves out of the yard. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> right? But they're just, yeah, you, you yeah. get people like that, right? Or like you said, if something's amiss, they notice it. Yeah. They're like, hey, okay. I've noticed the dripping sound or I noticed this or that where someone else, like whatever. Yeah. So beyond uh, people who are doing renovations in their home, like what are some maybe other categories of people... So we're still looking, if we can, or, you know, targeting or marketing to, uh, or hoping for, <laughs> that's, a, that's most of our marketing, is just hoping for yeah. people. <laughs> Come and stay. A lot of wishing and hoping. Um, homeowners. So uh, people getting divorced, that's okay. not a fun one, but, um, you know, if a marriage breaks up, uh, people are accustomed to living in a house, if, if they're homeowners anyways. Um, so they want to rent something similar or maybe they need to have something in the same area for their kids to go to school and right. that if there's joint custody, the kids can go back and forth and, um, that kind yeah, of thing, that's a right? Tough, 
Yeah, that's a tough one, but um, they need housing. Yeah. And they also don't need housing for a long time, right? If there's a jointly held family home, they're going to sell it. They're going to get some money, so they have some money to spend on um, on housing for yeah. a little bit of time. Uh, new immigrants is one. So this is much tougher to screen Yeah. because they have no history. But it's also super tough for a new immigrant. And I'm, talk- I'm not talking about refugees. Yeah. Um, but like people who are coming here with a bit of money. So like, you know, if they meet the economic uh, qualifications, right? Yeah. Just think you're moving to a new country and you, you have some money. So you're not like hard up for, um, for what you want to yeah. do, where you want to stay. But, you know, do you want to live in Hamilton? Do you want to live in Toronto? Do you want to live in Ontario? Yeah. Do you have a job or do, do you, you have a job, you right? Do yeah. You, what are you going to do, right? So you need a little bit of time to evaluate a market. Uh, to see if it's, you know, do I want to raise kids here? Can I work here? Can I get a job, yeah. start a business, all that stuff. So midterm rental is perfect for that because they can come in for a month. Right. Or, you know, maybe extend it for a couple months. Yeah. Um, while they get on their feet and just sort of evaluate the... Uh, yeah, the, the lay of the land yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so for them, that's... And we've hosted a number of the um, immigrants, especially early on when we started doing midterm uh, rentals. Okay. And uh, like, it's cool. Yeah. You know, because we don't meet every guest, but some of these so we did. In just specifically with immigrants, like you mentioned, it's difficult to get some background information. Like, is there methods that you can use to screen them properly? Or like, how do you go about that? So the, the biggest and best method we use is getting money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right? Like, and so it's money, a commercial lease, yeah. Yeah. right? It's not your standard... So don't use a standard Ontario lease. Okay. That's one thing I got to stress. You are setting expectations then that we are governed by landlord tenant board. And yeah, you're over 30 days. So t- most people assume that this is the purview of the LTV, but it is not necessarily. And right. especially if you sign a commercial lease uh, with them and uh, you know, there's, there's stuff mm-hmm. available online for that, or you can get a paralegal to draw one up. Um, but, you know, the point is don't even set that expectation. It can be contested. And even at landlord tenant board, like they would, you know, is this or isn't this, but set yourself up the best way possible to start with. And that would be not with your standard Ontario lease. Right. Um, Which is a long-term lease agreement. Yeah. yeah. And that just sets the expectation that, no, you signed this lease. Obviously you are in agreement that you're governed by the LTB, landlord yeah. tenant board. You have no... Um, yeah and you have no recourse if they stop paying rent so don't even start whether or not you think that's the case and i know there's a paralegal in hamilton who has done evictions for short and midterm stays okay um and if you have that documentation it's a lot easier to show the police like here's the lease yeah and um i don't want them here they're trespassing please get them out and they've done that successfully not always easily but successfully yeah but uh yeah so sometimes you can't do a lot of screening. You can't do a credit check. You can't yeah. check their bank account. You can't check, um, maybe you can check bank account, but you can't do like an employer check. You know, yeah. like if you speak, I don't know, uh, a different language, um, Bantu or Ukrainian, <laughs> maybe you can do a check on them, right? <laughs> but um, yeah, so the the biggest uh, <laughs> the biggest screening is to get some cash. But we'll generally like talk to people. Yeah. Right and. You know, some people are good liars. 
and manipulators, <laughs> so they may get one past you. But generally, you get kind of a feel for for who they are. You can do some social media checks, right. things like that, right? To see if, like, does everything add up? Yeah, right. Usually, story. you get one or two inconsistencies, <laughs> and you're like, hmm. Well, because. Um, yeah, can someone just say they're an immigrant and <laughs> you can't do any checks on me because whatever, even though they aren't? Or like, I guess that's. I mean, you could do anything, yeah. right? One thing we'll do for um, for long term tenants and for midterm is just run their like Google them. Yeah. But also run it through Canly, C A N L I I. Yeah. And that's just the I can't remember what it stands for Canadian litigation. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, thing. But if there's ever, if they've been involved in a um, civil or criminal judgment, yeah, go Google your name, Brent. See what uh, see what shows up. You might be, you might be surprised. <laughs> Whoa, it's a. I'm scrolling for a while here. <laughs> um, their name will show up, and then you know if it's a common name like John Smith, you yeah. might be looking for a while, right? Not right. too helpful, but. Um, if it was somebody making it up, you may establish that, no, they have a history in this country and they're involved in something. Um, like, yeah, no, the Canadian the Legal Information Institute. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So, uh, but the, yeah, that's a good resource for long or midterm rentals. So yeah, I mean, people can lie and you got to sometimes take a chance. Yeah. And like often we're doing these as direct bookings. Right. Um, not all the time, right? We do get a number through Airbnb as well, yeah. or even Booking.com, especially if they're international guests. But uh, the biggest thing to do is make sure you get your money up front, yeah, and uh, like in in advance of the stay, not like a day before, so that you're blocking off your whole calendar right. when other people could be booking it, right? right. So and um, direct bookings means like they're contacting you directly; they're not going through Airbnb necessarily. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah, so when I say direct booking, that means you're not using an OTA, an online Ooh. travel agency. So that's Airbnb, Booking.com, VRBO, Expedia, yeah. okay. um, all these uh, types of resources. So, so that's new immigrants, and like we've had pretty good um, success with that as well. Right? Okay. They've they've worked yeah. out. Um, yeah, they've worked out. Uh, digital nomads is an increasing thing. We talked about this a little bit last episode, but yeah. people who have realized they can work from anywhere in the world. They must be happy. <laughs> I mean, sure. They're, they're not mad. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, you you got me. <laughs> Brent with the dad jokes now. Right. Um, but yeah, people just moving around for work. Uh, we, we've seen a little bit more of that. So that's kind of neat, especially like in, in our area, yeah. like who's coming to Hamilton, but... Um, it's nice in the summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe more in Niagara too and different. Yeah. yeah. If you want to be in a different peaceful setting for some couple of weeks to write a book or whatever, yeah. go nuts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then a bigger, uh, a bigger segment that we've had is employees. So people in town for work. Isn't like everybody an employee or I guess I some know. are employees. Are you an employee? No, oh, employer. But. <laughs> no, but people in town for work, right? And generally <laughs> what, what it is. People renovating, people getting divorced, new immigrants, and everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> and 90% of the population. No, I mean people specifically there because they are an employee. So they're in town right. for a work contract, right? We've okay. had like, so they, um, that, like going back to your reason at the beginning, it's like they have a reason to leave 
Yeah. And, the, and a the reason, reason to behave. Yeah. So their reason to show up is to, to work, but then they have a reason to leave. They have their job and their commitment back. Yeah. And yeah. they have no, like, why would they want to stay? Yeah. Right. They're, There's no they're, family. They don't here. live here. Their yeah. family's somewhere else and, yeah. and everything else. Okay. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's a good one. And yeah, typically then their employer is paying for the lodging. Like sometimes we'll get people who have a per diem and they'll yeah. arrange their own, but usually it's the employer. And uh, so some people will, some hosts who lose their mind when they get a request because it's not the actual person that's staying there, right? Yeah. And technically with Airbnb, um, you can't do third party requests. Okay. So like I can't book for you. Right. People do, but um, it should be you booking. And like right. the reason is because they want to verify you are who you are and like do yeah. any checks on you. And then if anything happens, they're going to go after you. Yeah. Um, whereas if it's a third party, that's much harder to do. Um, but, and so some guests or some hosts will just be like, Oh, I can't deal with this. And, you know, I look at it like it, their money spends just the same Yeah. and there is a better chance. Uh, and this is borne out by our experience, better chance that everything's going to be good Yeah. because the employee doesn't want to jeopardize his position with the employer as well Yeah. because they're saying like, Hey, you, this guy trashed my place. Um, hmm. you gotta hit the button. Uh, so they, they have a better incentive to, you might as well get the other one too, to, uh, to behave and, uh, take care of the place. And, you know, we'll have some where there's just, you know, at the end of the stay, there's a lot of pizza boxes and beer cans <laughs> and the place isn't like super clean. Yeah. Um, but you know, we charge a cleaning fee. So whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, beer cans are 10 egregious. cents a piece or what are they? These <laughs> yeah, days? Exactly. Extra income, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, we've had a, a number of those as well. Drink all you want, <laughs> but you have to leave the cans. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we've had a, a number of those like longer stays. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm going to be putting that on my pro forma when we uh, analyze our next property. <laughs> <laughs> Tenant profile, must be beer drinker. <laughs> must leave cans. Yeah, well, you got to diversify your streams of income. Yeah, right? there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, but yeah, they've they've been a, like I said a good source of um, of midterm, both short term and midterm renters as well. Okay. And there's so in terms of marketing, and we talk about direct bookings, right? Especially for midterm rentals, it's important to diversify a little bit because Airbnb and the other platforms, the other OTAs, are generally geared towards um, short term stays. Okay. Right. Long-term stays are a big, um, or they call them long-term stays, but really it's midterm. They're a, probably the biggest growing sector on Airbnb. And it's probably somewhere between 20 and 25% of all stays on Airbnb wow. are now longer than 28 days. So okay. like, that's cool. They're, they realize there's a market here and they're getting into it. Yeah. And it's, it's a little bit the same as with the short-term rental market we talked about last time. It's self-perpetuating, right? Once the market is there, it feeds itself and it grows of its own accord. Yeah. So where short-term rentals now um, have... You know, if you look at the, the demand for short-term rentals, let's say before Airbnb, that would have been like cottages and hotels, and it would be X amount. I don't know the, the actual numbers, but um, the industry is now bigger than it was back then with hotels and cottages. 
because we, you know, you'd think there's only a certain amount of demand for this, right? Whether you, wherever they stay, whether it's an hotel, if it's in a city or a cottage, if it's outside, no, there's actually more people because the whole um, sector has just kind of fed itself. And once people realize that this is available, this is kind of a new thing, new money, new people come into it. And it's the same right. with midterm, right? People are starting to realize that midterm is an option. Whereas it really wasn't before, like both investors and uh, tenants and or consumers, yeah. yeah okay. So you you always had um, corporate rentals, that was always a thing, but that was typically like a C level executive, right? So it'd be a right. sort of a luxury type of place, yeah. And whether it's a house or even like a condo, luxury condo, yeah. Um, and like higher price tag. Whereas now we're we got we open it to to, yeah. to everybody, right? Um, and I mean, if, if you think about it, student rentals are actually the original midterm rental when you're looking at sort of the, the business case for it and, and revenue and, uh, Hmm. rent, uh, rent relevance and stuff. Um, student rentals kind of set that example because it's a shorter, usually a year or less than a year. Sometimes it's eight months of the school year. Yeah. Uh, stay and you get to up the rent every time the guest leaves right and they have a reason to leave yeah like yeah. they're they're not yeah they're not intending to settle down right beside the university exactly uh, unless they want to be a professor one day <laughs> <laughs> and then they don't want to live in student housing yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah okay so but wouldn't student housing like people kind of sign for multi-year things as well like one two three four uh, years they depending. Could. yeah they could but i mean if you're if you have a student house why Eight would month. you yeah okay no do a year yeah and then, and then that's it yeah and if they want to sign a new lease then you at a new rate yeah that's cool yeah okay. but never lock yourself into multi-year yeah. student rental because why especially lately in uh, in in ontario right there's so many students Okay, so so let's back up. So the guests that we've identified so far, specifically for midterm that work really well, is people renovating their homes. So these are homeowners. Yep. And they're responsible people. And then homeowners who are people getting divorced. Yep. So um, they need a place to live, and it's obviously hopefully going to be short-term or midterm, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they're going to move on and they, they sell their house and get some money. Um, and then new immigrants, which is a great, interesting category. Um, people trying to get their bearings straight when they come to a new country and they want to find out where they actually want to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may or may not have a job yet. They may come with money or in a certain intent. Like, yep. I want to do this and then I'm going to go to school and I'm going to do that. Um, then you've identified, uh, digital nomads. So people traveling, um, running their own business or working from home, but just working remotely. And they're here for a season while it's warm and then it starts to snow and they're out of here. Yeah. Um, and then you've mentioned, um, employees. So, um, generally dealing with the employer. Um, so who is a bad tenant? <laughs> <laughs> so a bad tenant would be a renter. Okay. Someone who's look who just needs a place to stay. Okay. Right. Um, like why? Why are you looking for a uh, so somebody who's currently a tenant stay? Well, I mean, there's usually a story, right? There's always a story. Yeah. And usually we find with renters who are looking, like if you're renting, yeah. you want to sign up. You want some stability. You want a place for a year, right? Yeah. If you're looking for a place for a month or two months, like why? Right. 
there's usually a so story, you're saying like, people who are currently tenants or yeah. who have been tenants in the past and they're looking for a new place yeah and they want to stay for like six months that's like a, a red flag it's yeah it's weird it's a, right okay. because with midterm rent there's a premium to uh, what you're paying for long-term rent yeah and that could be 50 or a hundred percent so if you're regular rent in a city for uh, you know, a two bedroom place or is, is two grand a month. Yeah. And you're going to pay three grand or four grand stay in mine. Like why? Right. Right. Usually like, and yeah. often it's because, well, we got kicked out of our well, last place. You got place. some nice cutlery in your places, <laughs> no? And you got Netflix. Yes, we do. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, our pla the places are fully furnished. The yeah. Utilities are included, all that stuff. But yeah. that doesn't make up the difference. Yeah. Because presumably they have all their own furniture already. Yeah. And yeah. So why are they paying? Yeah. More? Why would you want to do that? Okay. And, um, you know, and if you don't have any furniture, like also, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? You just there's sleep just, on the floor? There's a lot of, well... No, or did you have to leave your last right. place yeah. or was there a bad situation? all your furniture destroyed or yeah. whatever, right? Yeah. And like there's, you know, we've had people, usually women, getting out of an abusive relationship. Yeah. But that's like short term. Yeah. Right? And if they, you know, you kind of get the story like, hey, you know, let's, and that would be sometimes last minute. And often it's somebody else coming to us saying, hey, we need a place for somebody. For like, this person. Yeah. Well, or even like. Because sometimes it'll be through church. Yeah. Right? Where we need a place for somebody. Yeah. And we don't, you know, and we'll be like, okay, that's fine. We don't need to know who. Yeah. Especially if it's like, you know, deacons or something that we've worked with or that we yeah. can kind of trust, right? Like, yeah, we got a place. Yeah. They can come here for the night or for a couple of nights till you figure out accommodations what, or yeah. for a week or two weeks or whatever. Yeah. Um, like, that's one thing. Okay. But when we're, you know, dealing with somebody who's, they're just, that's usually like a couple of, a couple of nights or a couple of weeks, not like two, three month kind of stay, okay. right? In that situation, do you sign a lease? Uh, like, how do you go about that? Like with the person or with For midterm? Yeah. Or for the sh yeah, short, for shorter short term, term like, like getting an abusive out. relationship? Um, no, because we'll either, kinda... no, we'll either book uh, direct through our website and get okay. a credit card payment or... Yeah. If it's an organization we know will take an e-transfer, yeah. for example, okay. like there's usually a level of trust there. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if not something that we can kind of verify that, because uh, every once in a while, like a new organization will reach yeah. out yeah, like, and yeah. then just do a little bit of homework and verify that yeah, they're actually legit and yeah. this person has a LinkedIn profile that they work there and, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Okay. So, um yeah, but yeah, for uh, for midterm, um, the, like I, I cannot really think of a good example why a renter would want to leave a two thousand dollar a month apartment and come into a four thousand dollar a month apartment, um, for even for just two or three months. So a like why did you get kicked out or yeah. you know what happened? Um, B, are you going to be able to actually pay the rent? Yeah. Maybe, maybe if you got your, your deposit back from the last place then or you, can, you didn't have to pay the last month, you can do first and last. So that would cover the first month. And typically we're just getting one month, maybe with a security deposit. Yeah. So, but maybe you can scrape up that money for the first month. But then I know when it comes time for the second month for you to pay the rent, um, you're not going to have it. Right. Right. So I don't want to put somebody in that position. 
even if they're dumb enough to put themselves in that position. Yeah. And sometimes people are desperate. Yeah. And they need somewhere to go. And uh, they'll just like take anything now and then deal with the consequences later, which yeah. is usually how they got into the situation in the first place, yeah. right? Uh, but I don't want to be a part of that. I don't want to like a train wreck coming into one of my properties or like a property that I manage for someone else because that's irresponsible of me. If you trust me with your property yeah. and I'm like, yep, we're going to take good care of you, Brent, and get good tenants in and then I'm just like accepting whoever <laughs> and uh, like, oh, Brent, sorry, you're not getting any rent this month and yeah. you need to pay for uh, paralegal to get this person evicted, right? Yeah. Like that's just, that's, that's... That's irresponsible. Bad stewardship. Yeah. Um, so that is like the biggest category of, of tenant that you don't want. And, uh, and that's why I like, but you had kind of draw that line you said a, B and C and I forget what C was. Did I? Yeah. Well, no, I mean the, the line that we kind of usually make is homeowners or future homeowners or prospective homeowners. Oh, but you, yeah. But you said tenants. for ten, uh, so for renters who are renting, like, okay, first of all, why? Secondly, like, are you going to be able to pay? Thirdly, was there a third? I don't know. I, don't know. I feel like third. it's the reason to leave. Like, where are you going to go after that? That's oh, yeah, jumped okay. into my head was, yeah. Yeah, like, why are you coming here in the first place? Are you going to be able to pay? And then where are you going to go at? Like, Yeah, do you have an exit plan? Yeah. Right? Just like evaluating a business or something. Like, what yeah. is your exit plan? Yeah. And for do you most, have another place lined up that's just, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a home to go back to? You know, no. Okay. Where are you going to go? Do you have yeah. a, another place? Like, Yeah. I can see how this midterm rentals going to turn into a long-term rental pretty quick exactly so okay. we, we do have somebody who is actually a landlord that is putting their tenant up in one of our places because right. they had i think they had a flood yeah and um but like that's legit and the landlord yeah. checks out and tenant kind of checks out and um so yeah okay that's cool but again there's a there's a there's a reason to leave because yeah. they're paying extra like extra money compared to yeah. regular rent. But in that situation, and they have an exit plan, they're going back to the place that's being fixed. Right. Is that in that situation, is the landlord paying you? Yeah. Okay. Our lease is with the landlord. Yeah. Um, and with, with the, um, with the allowance that they may, they can sublet it. Okay. Because technically that's kind of what they're doing. Right. Right. Presumably so, yeah. their tenant is still paying them rent. Yeah. Just, it's like a, it's like an employer yeah. sending yeah. an employee and they want to, yeah, they want to yeah. pay for it. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And some people will be, will be very picky and be like, okay, I want to know everybody that's coming into the place and I need their ID and I need, um, like whatever else. Right. We don't typically do that yeah. as long as we kind of know the employer or the landlord or whatever and can verify that they're legit. Uh, but that's an approach that some people will take as well. And it's, uh. You know, do your homework. Verify that they're legit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was past homework stage, but maybe I got to get back into it. Oh, no. Always homework, Brent. Oh. Always. Okay. So, um, and I, I mentioned, or I got into this a little bit and got off track earlier, but um, you did? as I didn't far notice. as. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time it's happened. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, with the different. Um, the different tenant pro or the di sorry different guest profile, this lends itself to a little bit more of uh, direct marketing, right? Okay. So you're not as reliant on Airbnb or some of these other platforms, right? So now you can market directly to employers, for example, right? Find out like is there uh, a big project happening in this city? Yeah, 
okay, who's got the contract for that or contracts for it? And this is what we're doing in the States, right? right. Major plant being built. I know there's a ton of demand. There's no hotels. We, they need to put up, their contractors need to live somewhere. They're all living in RVs right now. Yeah. So I just need to do a little bit of marketing, find out, find companies and be like, hey, we got a place for your uh, employees to stay. So you can do that with a midterm rental anywhere that there's some kind of economic activity. If it's a major city with a head office, pursue them, right? Um, right? And then you can also do like Facebook ads in, you know, uh, like a renovation group or something like that. Like, hey, do you need somewhere to stay while you're um, while you're doing your renos? Right. Also talk to contractors in the uh, who's like work in your area. Like, hey, if you need to place or you need yeah. to pick somebody out for a while, um, send them our way. Right. There's just you yeah. can market to all these groups. The immigrants was, is a little bit harder. Yeah. Uh, unless you're, you know that there's like, this isn't something we have pursued, but I've thought about it. Right. If I know I'm getting a lot of people from Nigeria, yeah. Um, then maybe I can do some kind of marketing, uh, either on yeah, like call a, up the Nigerian government, get some billboards. <laughs> no, they don't want, Come they don't want to with... lose people. Cause typically these are like business people who are leaving. Right. right. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not the government, but you know, other organizations or even like Facebook ads targeted at them, right. like whatever it is. Right. Find that, that niche and market to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's options there for, uh, for marketing that lend themselves. Do well you to. still put uh, midterm rentals on Airbnb? Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's probably yeah. our biggest source of uh, leads for midterm rentals. Okay. Right. We'll use, um, but you, um, do you specify that you have to book X number of days? Like you have yeah. to book 30 days plus for this particular property. Yeah. Um, and then otherwise they, they, they can't book for a week or two yeah. weeks. Yeah. And so this is a, uh, this is a strategy, right? Midterm rentals. Now it's actually like an actual strategy. People have recognized this, um, that you can do. So in Toronto, for example, Right. Unless you are the principal um, occupant of a property, you cannot use it as a short term rental and market it as such. And even right. if you did, you could only do it for 180 days out of the year. So and there's more, you know, more jurisdictions like that. So a viable alternative is a midterm rental because that is longer than 28 days. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like you can't even list a property in uh, Toronto for. Yeah less than 28 days like on the platform it, it physically won't allow won't, you it won't allow you right sometimes you want to fill in a day or two here and there and that's been a strategy we've used but tried it a while ago and it, like it physically won't let you unless you have the license um in your airbnb profile okay so yeah it's definitely 28 days or less or, or more sorry yeah um in that case but this is we we're seeing investors now um, either buying or changing, you know, from long-term to midterm in some of these areas as a, as a viable strategy and like, yeah, it works out. So, um, yeah, we just placed a, uh, Ukrainian family yeah. in a place for, uh, I think it's, um, maybe it's two months or something. Um, but it's just kind of cool to hear those stories. Right. And they're like, yeah, we're having such a hard time finding somewhere to stay for like longer than two weeks because right. nobody wants to rent to us for that long. Right. And uh, so there's still, even among folks on like the Airbnb platform and, and some of these other ones, 
Um, a lot of people are absolutely terrified to rent their place for the longer than 28 days because they're worried they're going to squat. Right. right. And it's like, well, if you consider all the hoops they've had to jump through and the money they're paying, like it's not very likely. Yeah. But that's fine because it's more, more, <sighs> more guests for me. For you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, we've had some uh, Ukrainian families um, just in the last while, obviously, with what's going on. Um, reach out and we have one now uh, staying with us and they've been amazing right because they displaced from their homes kind of like you talked about with immigrants like they have a job they have like uh, they have money they have a home that like they the responsible people and they need a place and um, in this situation for us like they wanted something for the foreseeable future like for a year two years yeah um, and they were prepared to buy their own furniture. Like they didn't want to stay in, um, an Airbnb or something that's yeah. catered to them. They, they wanted to kind of settle in a little bit and, you know, um, yeah, it's interesting. And the, the attitudes, uh, often are, are different too, right? Here in Ontario and Canada, you've got this sort of adversarial relationship between tenants and landlords. Yeah. And where it's like, just try to get an edge on the other party any yeah. way you can. It's right? like, Whereas... I'm going to chip this guy out of something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, we find that with a lot of immigrants, there is not that. They're just happy to be here. Yeah. And they're happy that like, oh, wow, this is a really nice place. Yeah. And like, okay, there's no rats. There's no gang with guns <laughs> trying to rob me. Like, yeah. uh, it's secure. You know, yeah. they're, they're just happy to be there and deal with somebody honest. So. Yeah. So like compared to what, right? Because if yeah. in their situation, like their living situation might have been very poor and yeah. And then coming here, it's like, yeah, wow. What a night and day difference. <laughs> Safety and security here. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay. Is there anything else about uh, tenant screening specifically for midterm? Um, in, in t- I mean, in terms of the process, so we kind of identified these tenant groups and the ways to market to them. Um, but, uh, it sounds like you're not doing, um, all your marketing on Airbnb per se, and you're trying to market directly to employers, to contractors, whoever it is. So what, what's the next step when someone reaches out and you've got to actually screen these people, like you said, homework Yep. and, but like, is there any more due diligence that people can do or should do? Is there things that you shouldn't ask or say that? Um, you know, might backfire on you as a landlord, like legally? Well, again, you're, uh, you got to set the stage here, set the tone. You're not a landlord, you're a host. Oh, okay. Um, so that means, yeah, no questions are off limits as far as I'm concerned. I mean, like other than normal human interaction, right? (laughs) Like, Hey, you're single, you know, function as that, but, um, (laughs) I've heard stories. Okay. Um, oh, man. but no, you're, again, you're, you're going to be signing a non-standard lease, a commercial lease. You set the expectation that, um, I can, you don't say it, but like I can kick you out at any time if yeah, you don't it's behave, implied. it's implied. Um, yeah, you're doing, you're getting a deposit. Um, and in a lot of cases, again, with new immigrants, like I said, you can't do a very extensive background check, but you can do a background check on somebody if they're going to be staying with you for three months. Yeah. And just be like, look, um, you know, I need to do some things. And so in that respect, it's more like when you're doing long-term screening, right? right? You can, you know, if you use like single key or rentify or neighborly or one of these things, you can run them through that platform, whether you do it or the platform does it where they'll do, 
um, you know, like bank record checks and uh, and those check. that you just listed, those are just um, like online tenant screening platforms. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. There's a few out there, but um, but those are the more popular ones, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you're, you, yeah. Again, the credit check, bank check, uh, employment check. So we yeah. will verify employment. Right. Yeah. Do you ever call references or call like? I guess there's not really a previous landlord or yeah, either. that one's a little bit tougher, right? Yeah. That's why you're doing the. You're a homeowner plan. renovating your house, and I'm going to be calling your. <laughs> your landlord from 23 years ago, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, are your neighbors? Your neighbors yeah. like call you? your neighbors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so guy, I don't like this guy. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if you want to get a, he's reference. renovating his house and he's making it way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you call up the contractor. What's the value of your contract? <laughs> No. Um, so yeah, not, not the reference one, but that's why I like the employment one. Um, certainly again, go through Canly, yeah. check social media to see, you know, are there Call lots Mark. of pictures of, uh, AK 47s and yeah, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like, you know, Hey, if there's pictures of stacks of cash, maybe it's yeah. all right. I don't uh, know. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> pay the rent. Right. As long as um, they're like us dollars and not like, <laughs> Whatever other currency that's completely devalued. Maybe that's what we got to talk about in the next episode. Is well, just wait, uh, wait till the what the ninth, I think, and uh, maybe the U.S. will be that's the debt ceiling completely devalued as well. Um, I think it's the uh, repayment for the last repayment for a large series of, uh, that, of okay. uh, bonds. Oh boy! And, uh, yeah. Anyways, it's, buckle uh, up. A little, little bit off topic. Yeah. You know, look. They're just going to print more money. Yeah. At the end of the day. What other option do they have? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. They're going to do the political gamesmanship. And then at the end of the day, like, well, let's put more money into the economy. So, (laughs) hey, what happens to asset prices? Yeah. Going to go up. All right. So we got to buy assets and midterm rent them. I mean. Or short or long, but midterm what we're talking about. Yeah, if you're looking at it from this perspective, it doesn't matter what you do because the value is going to go, well. The value of the dollars that they're denominated in is going to go down, and, and the uh, house is not going to go. Yeah, down. okay, probably so. But yeah, get some uh, get some cash flow in those useless fiat dollars while you can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can buy assets with that cash. <laughs> but yeah, to to sort of answer with the um, you know the screening process, we haven't actually spent a ton of time on that, but. Um, it, it is similar again to the long term, the short term, like do your homework, get your unit set up properly for the type of guests that you want to attract. Yeah. And, then, uh, you know, if you attract other guests, that's fine, but, you know, market it towards them, build it for them. And then when you get them in, you can do uh, a little more stringent verification uh, along the lines of, uh, of long term uh, rental. So, yeah. Do you ever conduct an interview um, with? The people, like I know with short term, it's kind of like you can just message them back and forth through the Airbnb platform. Like for long term, what we're doing, um, whenever somebody applies or even reaches out and tries to uh, like ask if they could book a showing, we book a showing and then we end up, um, you know, really having a great conversation and learning a little bit about them. And then, uh, you know, after after you leave that (coughs) showing, then you get all their application, you get their information and then you can really see if the two line up, right? You can say, well, I met this guy in person. He said he had a good job. He said he worked as a chef, blah, blah, blah. And I got his application like, uh, I don't know if he's a chef. He looks like he just started a part-time gig doing this like over here. And 
um, then, then you can start putting some dots together and, yeah. um, really, um, you get the full picture. Right. But with midterm, is there any avenues, like, do you guys ever explore that where you're interviewing a potential person? I guess sometimes you're dealing with like uh, a third party, like an employer or a contractor or something, but yeah. Yeah. Again, all the same things, not maybe not all the same things, but a lot of the same things you would do for a long term. Like you just talked about doing an interview, like maybe not as hardcore because they're there for three months. Right. I'd, like if everything works, but out. you're not necessarily meeting them in person. Um, not before. always. We're generally going to sign a, uh, so if it's through Airbnb, yeah. Not necessarily. Right. Right. If we're doing uh, like a direct booking, then yeah, we're going to, at least we're going to meet them to sign the lease. And right. sometimes that's the day of possession or a couple of days before we sign the lease, get the, um, get their deposit and stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, there's room, like, you know, you can operate as you feel comfortable, but usually you try and do the, the work beforehand um to get all that information so that if any of those red flags come up because you're talking to them back and forth through the whole process right and often there's like some scheduling and like it'll change a little bit and you're back and forth so you have the opportunity to interact with them through that uh, time period okay and at the end of the day you're kind of just trusting your instincts and um making a final decision i guess all that like you do all this verification and like we've talked about long-term, mid-term, short-term, like at the end of the day, like it is a risk and yep. you have to make a decision at some point, right? Yeah. Even with all the verification that you do, right? And, you know, we've had tenants surprise us where both ways, where they like seemed on the long-term side, they seemed really good and then they turned out to be not that great. Right. And then other ones that were like borderline and they turned out to be like fantastic tenants. Right. So... You yeah. can't, uh, they left all kinds of beer cans. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I made mean, thirteen dollars. <laughs> uh, we got to make like a mock website for this and okay, <laughs> start <yeah>. promoting. <laughs> See what happens. Um, is there anything else that we can touch on in terms of tenant screening for midterm specifically? Like, um, I'm unfamiliar with all the concept. Uh, um, uh, definitely compared to you, but yeah, no, I think we covered most of it. I mean, have that lease. So whether it's the Airbnb agreement or the you know commercial lease, if you need to, if you need to get rid of them, have, um, have something in hand so that you can talk to the police. And ideally, you just convince the police if yeah. you need to do an eviction that this look here's my commercial lease, yeah. and then we're going to follow these procedures. Yeah, um, you know, and yeah, if they don't. People have gone to landlord tenant board um, and then provided the paperwork and landlord tenant board actually said, this is not our jurisdiction. Right. So, so off to the, the uh, sheriff, sheriff, you go, yeah. right? And, uh, and that has worked out. And but you go through the process faster? Because I know the landlord tenant board, like it's just ages. Well, if you have to get a hearing, yeah, you're waiting <clears throat> for that, right? And sometimes if the police aren't sure... Um, and like, we don't have any experience doing this, by the yeah, way, this yeah. is just sort of third hand, right? Yeah, but if the Mark, cops every are... weekend, he's at the landlord. Tenant. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if, if the cops aren't sure they may defer to landlord tenant board and then like, you can't, you can't get the sheriff won't act and right. it's not advisable for you even, 
you know, depends how mad you are to go there and physically um, uh, remove the uh, the occupants or change the locks, right? Yeah, because... remember you're a digital nomad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got more camera troubles. Are people even watching this? Or yeah, people people watch us all the time. Well, right? they can just watch you, I guess. Right. Uh, there we go. Um, Correct. Last time, so I I do want to say so we have had um, over the years. Like I think two instances where we've had to get people to leave, and it was because we didn't follow our own rules. So one was on the short-term side. Yeah, it was a last-minute booking. It was local, uh, and it was for one night. And it turned out it was a, a guy um, rented it for his daughter, who was he was trying to detox himself, like get her to to, to get off. I don't know what substance she was on, right? But it was just like. It was not a good experience, yeah, right? I yeah. ended up like the toilet got clogged and I had to like pull the toilet and pull, I think it was shampoo bottles, like the little mini ones out of the toilet, right? And I'm like, okay, after all the other issues we had, yeah, um, I was like, that's it. You got to leave. Yeah. Like you're creating yeah. a disturbance. There's a whole bunch of issues, right? Yeah. But like we didn't, we didn't follow our rule. So, and we, we got bitten by it. So, yeah. um, yeah, that was one. And then another one was, uh, and the reason I, you chose to not follow your rule in that situation, just so you wanted you just, the booking for the, you night. just want the booking. Yeah. yeah. You need some money for that day or whatever. Yeah. You thought it was a good opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And like it came up. So like, okay, why not? Right. This was in our own basement actually. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You're causing a disturbance. I'm right upstairs. I yeah, can hear it. I'm disturbed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and then the other one was, I think, a midterm. And again, in our own place. So uh, like a, a rental property. Yeah. Um, where we just didn't do the proper screening. Yeah. And we didn't get a full deposit. And then they didn't pay the rent. And um, at all. Like they didn't, they didn't end up paying. They didn't pay any minute. additional. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. We had a deposit from them, but not for the full month. And we, you know, they had some right. story like, oh, we're going to, I think it was like three young guys and, uh, yeah. we'll get it to you. We'll get it to you until eventually I was just like, okay, get out. Yeah. Uh, and they eventually did get out, thankfully. But how long but, were they? Uh, it was, so I think it was three weeks, uh, probably a month that they were there for yeah. the whole time. But um, their deposit covered part of that or? Covered most of the month, not, uh. Uh, not all of it. So okay. like it wasn't a complete loss, but it was still, you know, a bit of a loss. But again, we didn't do uh, proper screening of the, right. you know, to make sure their story was correct. Didn't get a full deposit plus a little bit. Um, like, yeah, there's, there's reasons we have these rules in place. You don't follow them. Um, yeah. You know, things, things can go wrong. Yeah. yeah. But that's, uh, that's experience, right? Experience only comes from making mistakes. Yeah. Sometimes you can learn from other people's mistakes. That's the best way. But Which generally is why it's... you're listening to the podcast to exactly. learn from Mark's mistakes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm not perfect. I make lots of mistakes. What? Oh, <laughs> the perfect steward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Definitely make lots of mistakes and make them quickly and never make them again. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I think that rounds off our series on long-term short-term and middle-term um it's like the goldilocks of uh yeah look at that eh? I've, uh, that's in our book actually <laughs> is it in the book you said that midterm is like the goldilocks of, oh yeah uh, by the way everyone has rentals. a uh, uh mark has a book <clears throat> what is it called you uh, you me and airbnb yeah are you gonna write one called uh, airbnb beard 
Maybe some, I gotta I gotta work on that uh, work on the Instagram <laughs> profile a little bit more, but okay. <laughs> upcoming. <laughs> well, yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, next time we're gonna jump into a completely different topic, so stay tuned for that. And uh, we're happy to have you along listening to this podcast. Um, if at any time you want to reach out, um, it's hello at twostewards.ca, and uh, we'll catch you the next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Two Stewards Show. If you like my voice better, click subscribe. And if you like my voice better, click share. If you like both, give us a five-star rating. To interact with the show, feel free to reach out at hello at twostewards.ca. We'll see you in the next episode. In the meantime, steward your wealth wisely.